Thank you for downloading or podcasting this track. This recording has been remastered to provide the best sound possible given the audio environment of the original recording session. Mosaic Silver Spring is a faith community located just inside the Capitol Beltway in Montgomery County. For more information, please visit our website, www.mosaicsilverspring.org, and we'll see you in the neighborhood.
and I promise you, you better than that apology. What you get is that sometimes while apologies are not bad, that the evil of harm perpetrated against other people will involve more than just a mere, hey, sorry about that, or a mere, I'm going to try to do better, or a mere, hey, uh, trust me, I'll fix you better, that sometimes that just doesn't go far enough to reestablish a relationship or a partnership or trust. And here in the book of Nehemiah, what has happened is there has been a lot of outward opposition creeping in on the people of God as they are seeking to repair this wall. But in chapter 5, and this opens up to what we're going to see unfold in the coming chapters, there is a sense that there's not only opposition that comes from outside the community, that is on the other side of the wall that they're building this by for the honor and to protect the city, but there's actually opposition and evil happening from within the community itself. Not uh, opposition that isn't per se sorry about that, but I'll do better. It's opposition that uh, doesn't require morning here in two points, this internal opposition and an incomparable redemption. Internal opposition and an incomparable redemption. So throughout the book of Nehemiah, we have seen in chapters 1 and a bit in chapter 2, Nehemiah's prayer life rooted in scripture and in the character of God. Then he hears of the dark picture and the demonic of what's going on with his people in Jerusalem. Feels called by God to rip, to savage, and interpret, to judge, to kill Artaxerxes, and to ask for a restoration work to be completed. The king approves, and he moves to Jerusalem. He sees some significant and encouraging community response to say that the God's call to have the people not only return from exile, but to build up and work together for the welfare of the entire city. And so they begin that labor, but then opposition crops up. You see, people aren't always happy about this work happening, and when you begin to actively plot and oppose uh, their labor. Well, in chapter 5, we have an introduction to a great outcry. And this time, that great outcry is not going to come from the plotting outside the walls from the allegations of political powers or more than just peace and good society and all that. Rather, it's going to come from impacting how people are treating others how during the time of need, remember this is going to take place over years, they're going to rebuild and establish the city that as they killed uh, labor from out of the fields uh, from the olive garden from the grain fields or from the wine presses and they brought them into the city, in order to do all of this work of repairing the walls, that has changed the dynamic of the availability of food. Now in chapter 5, we begin to see the effects of what happens when people start to take politics. Verse 1, there arose a great outcry of the people and their wives against their Jewish brothers. For there were those who said, With our sons and our daughters, we are ruined. So let us go 
purpose that you got it. They took everything that's important to you in the deep pockets, which is Jerry Brown, right? And uh, so if you were to take all of your pockets and stick out your clothes, it was a way of saying, like, yeah, that's shame to me and my body looks like a diagram uh, that talks that everything's valuable to me, right? And so what Nehemiah does is he shakes out all the holes in his garment where anything valuable will be, and he shakes it all out in front of everyone and, and effectively calls God into the equation of how this works out for the people who are following the Lord. And he says, listen, if we don't do as you promised, then may your money be increased as well. That's a principle. It's almost like this visual demonstration of here's the price for unfaithfulness because of what they've done. Here's the price for not following through. It's in a sense, and, and this is not unfamiliar in the world, that when you took an oath or a promise, the consequence of not following up or not following through or unfaithfulness was clear for everyone else. You've done this wrong. Here's the way to repay. If you don't, here's the consequence that you'll have. And so in doing this, just like we were talking in the professional sense earlier, Nehemiah is reminding everyone, you may get away with this because you're in a position of power or you're in a status that you can prove, but it's not like that promise with God. And, and so as he calls them to repair what they've done, he's doing what a clear eye toward God's judgment and restoration. And that, that ultimately, uh, while repair can, can make a bid to move to war to other people, and the way we try to make things right relationally, Ultimately, these broader categories of justice and restoration uh, of what's been robbed and wrong is going to come from God Himself. That all that's happening in this assembly is before the Lord, which is why they end up effectively breaking out into a church service, right? So it's like after these charges are brought, uh, it's this interesting mix of like trial and confession and judgment and worship all mixed up together because this is the people of God living before God, treating one another rightly. And so the, the reality here is that on this road to redemption and their return from exile, there's a two-part argument in the first verse. That the inequality gap that existed couldn't be completely overcome by this promise. But take the chance to live together take advantage of those who have none, and put them in positions where they're even more vulnerable. And here, the repair for that is pretty clear, because the measures uh, for the property, uh, the field, or olive gardens, it can be measured in money or wine or food, and things are going to be But for us spiritually, in these same texts like that, that when we're dealing not only with outside forces, but internal forces, that sometimes there is a harder way to track our identities. In Nehemiah's day, it was pretty easy to see the dynamics and figure out how do we repair and make right what's been taken. But for us, as the people of God today, it's not always that easy, not only in the ways in which we treat others, about someone, how do you restore their honor? It's been brought up in question. It's a lot more difficult to figure out in, in property 
you only hear about the sins of people that are out there, that should be a red flag to all of us to say, hey, I'm missing something. Uh, maybe there are ways that evil gets perpetrated within the people of God, by the people of God, inside the walls, that we can contribute and do something about. In recent history, the American and particularly the American evangelical church is just beginning to come to grips, not only with its racism, right, but, but the ways in which uh, uh, people have been taken advantage of, the way abuse has been perpetuated, the abide the Bible movement. These things are just starting, and even then they're imperfect. But part of being witness to that is allowing this hardness to be brought out publicly and you can see it in because there's this shared sense of what God declares is true. The scripture becomes the foundation for any charge that's brought, which is why as a church we say scripture clearly. We encourage you to read your Bibles. We encourage you to think through this stuff and we don't ask questions. It's our way of calling one another to account. If you can do whatever is right in your own eyes, it seems very hard to figure out where evil gets done. Some people say, yeah, you think that's evil? I think that's good. Where within the people of God we all have a shared foundation of truth in Scripture and what God calls us to do and be, then it's much easier for us to at least get things done, to bring charges, to work things out. And so that's, I think, one reason why Scripture is important for us as a whole community, why you think that you need to study up Scripture and do it yourself. So we shouldn't just talk about evil that's out there. We have to be tangible and witness to things that happen inside our own Scripture becomes the shared foundation for us to do this stuff. And if we truly understand how uncomfortable it is to have to bring up elders and pastors and teachers and all that stuff to us, we should do it. Because that's genuine. We do business in real ways with one another. Not trying to hide our troubles. Not put up white flag walls. But instead, truly love and care for one another and be open to But if we are ever going to not only do business with the evil that goes on inside our community, yet make repair, rebuild trust, make good toward one another, the foundation is not only Scripture and the way that we tell the truth, but in Jesus Christ himself, as the one who gives it all, as the one who comes and cleans and washes us, who gives us life and a father's love. Of what you call us to do and be, help us to pay for the offense.